Welcome, welcome to episode two of the Per Sources podcast. Actually, actually episode two and a half. Uh, but I'll get to that in a minute. My name is Matt Chisholm. You can find me at Matt Per Sources on Instagram and Twitter. I'm here with Dan, who goes by Coach Per Sources. You can find him on Instagram and Twitter at that username. Make sure you follow the podcast at The Beantown Breakdown. Because that is the name of the podcast, and every time that we record, I forget to say what the name of the podcast is. The Beantown Breakdown, a Persources podcast brought to you by me and Dan. So the reason that I said episode two and a half is that we recorded a 40-minute episode the other day. Actually, it was probably last week. And I did some editing, and I touched it up, and I got it ready to upload, and the file corrupted. comedy down the drain a tra- a tragedy however it was recorded before week one of the patriots and nothing else major really happened so we were able to just scrap it and this is episode two and a half all right uh, the introductions are all out of the way dan how you doing not too bad. One and zero, so not too bad at all. The New England Patriots are one and zero, and interesting stat here from from me because you know Dan can't do all the stats. Is that the Patriots in the 2018-2019 season have started every single game with a fumble? With a forced fumble, the Patriots' defense has. Now, I am not the football guy. I don't get, go in-depth into the football the way that Dan does. But I'm, I'm pretty sure, and I'm, I'm going to have to double-check with you on this one, but I think that's good. Yeah, I mean, getting the ball back to Tom Brady is not a bad way to start a game for a defense. So, Yeah, that's, that's really kind of an ideal start. Uh, week one against the against the Texans. What did you see? Uh, the offense looked a little iffy at times, but I mean, when you've got your safety blanket and Julian Edelman suspended for the next three games after that, it's going to look a little messy when you have two other guys to throw to. Uh, the defense I thought looked really good. Um, Hightower looked like vintage Hightower. Best yep. he's looked in a while. Yep. Uh, I think that's the best front seven we've seen since at least Jamie Collins, Dante Hightower, Chandler Jones, and maybe even back to like Seymour, Bruce, Steve Rabel, McGinnis. It's a little early, but you know, I, I see the comparison. I thought the pass rushing was good. What were your thoughts on the pass rushing? It was nice to see one. Uh, it was <laughs> very nice to see one. <laughs> it was nice to see an actual Patriots defense. Yeah, like, I mean... It's been a while. It's been a minute. Uh, if we had had that defense uh, seven months ago now... Oh, we don't talk about we don't talk about that. No, but, I mean, like... I meant, like, in the Jacksonville game. Like, that would have been an easy blowout, but... Oh, oh yeah, know, yeah, yeah, whatever. yeah. Whatever. Yeah. The Jackson... Right. We're talking it's about Jacksonville. Blake Bortles. 
backup quarterbacks. We don't talk about backup quarterbacks, so, so. we don't. We Tom Brady himself is technically a backup quarterback. So if you go back Tom to Brady the Drew, is the backup to Tom Brady. If you go back to the Drew Bledsoe days, he, he was he was a backup. He was the backup to the backup. But Wait, there's only in, one. Who was in front of him? I forget what that bum's name was, but when he was drafted, that. he started as a. Oh yeah, he was third string. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know who didn't start at number three at the Jets at the at the depth chart? Who's that? Samuel Darnold. No, he started number one at the depth chart and uh, opened his yes, season with pick six. Yeah, but then he looked good for the rest of the game. Yeah, but that's like the most Jets thing you could ever do is like oh, well, throw a pick yeah. six to start career, then play lights out for the rest of the game just to let down an entire fan base for the next four months. Did you see what I said in the, uh, in the group chat? I did, and uh, it's a little bit of blasphemy. It's uh, a little early. I mean, maybe in like 100 years when Tom Brady retires, you'd be right. So what I said for the people who aren't in our 15-person group chat is I said the Jets are the AFC uh, champions, AFC East champions. If we're talking, like, percentage, what is the actual probability that the Jets win the AFC East? Uh, it really comes down to what are the what what is the what is the percent chance that every single player on the Patriots just gets cut and they just don't have anyone. They just have a zero man roster. Like I, I I know you're the stats guy, so can you just figure that one out for me? Yeah, I mean it's about as likely as Bill Belichick calling me up tomorrow saying I'm starting for Gronk on Sunday. So I mean we'd still beat the Jets. Still would beat the Jets, I mean. We we, I'm not, would, we would beat the Jets. I'm not the biggest athlete in the world, but I could fill in for Gronk if he wanted a break. Yeah, I mean, Gronk, give, give us a call. Oh, one thing that did happen in the last episode is that we uh, we said we're gonna we're gonna call up Al Horford to get him to come on come on the show. And I saw you tweeted at him. So. I did. Did it's he gonna respond? Happen. Not yet. Not but he yet, but, he, but it's coming. It's, it's going to happen. He'll have some time during the All-Star break. I mean, not too much because he's going to be playing in the game, but he'll have some time. He'll be like, yo, those guys hit me up for a podcast. I'll do it. He can do it. He can do it from anywhere because we do this over Skype. <clears throat> Speaking of superstar athletes who are going to change the face of Boston sports. Did you see the, who the Patriots signed today? They signed uh, Corey Coleman. None other than former first-round phenom, best player that the Buffalo Bills have ever seen, and he didn't even make it out of training camp, Corey Coleman. It's, uh, it's an interesting move. What are your thoughts? Uh, I mean, if he has trouble with Todd Haley's offense, I'm not sure how he's going to learn this playbook. Um, but, I mean, pure talent and athleticism is going to be 
the biggest thing for him to be able to reinvent his career under some good coaches and a great, great quarterback. Look, I don't take too much stock into the whole, you know, perception of how smart a player is and how they can learn an offense. Because I look at guys like Rob Gronkowski, who's probably like the most dominant player besides Tom Brady in the Patriots offense. And I think, I think that this, this might be a hot take, so be ready. I don't think that Robert Gronkowski is the smartest human being in the bunch. Gonna have to agree with you on that one. So I don't, I don't take too much stock into the whole, oh, that guy is bad at, you know, learning systems. Because what was the name of the guy for, was it the Vikings? Was it, was it Bradford who came in and learned the whole system in six days? I think that was Sam Bradford, yeah. Yeah, Sam Bradford, some random guy, comes in, learns a whole offense in six days. I think that's a little more a part of football that really gets overhyped, the whole learning of the, uh, the offensive system. He'll probably play a little bit this week, get to know it, and then by week seven, eight, when we start playing actual football teams, I think he'll, uh, I think he'll contribute in a... I want to say, and I know that he isn't exactly the same build and role, but I think that he's going to contribute in a similar way to maybe Malcolm Mitchell. Is that fair? Yeah, I can see that. I can see that, for sure. I think it uh, all depends on the relationship he builds with Tom Brady this week and the weeks going forward. I trust him. Absolutely. I mean, you have to at this point. Who else are we going to throw to? I don't know. I, I heard uh, they were looking at some guy named Dan Mitchell. Yeah, I mean, I played line in high school and college, so they might not want to throw it to me. Like, I'll make a couple tackles. You can. It's gonna be a blocking hand. Me, yeah, hand me the ball, but don't don't throw it at me. It's not gonna work out. <sighs> trying to think what else. What else? Oh, Belichick. Let's say. Speaking of not working out. Speaking of not working out, all off-season, I had to listen to Boston Sports Radio and, you know, the rest of the general media subtly, passively aggressive, passive-aggressively just take digs at Bill Belichick and when he's done, getting rid of Patricia, getting rid of Butler, getting rid of Nate Solder, trading Garoppolo for three potato chips and, like, a 7-Eleven gift card. I think that's fair, right? That's about what the value on that trade was, yeah. Would you rather have a 7-Eleven gift card or whatever pick that they gave? What was the pick that they got for Garoppolo? Uh, Second like, round? Third round? It was, yeah, it was like 30-something, but they traded it, so. Yeah, they traded it for Cooks, I think. Or no, not they, for Cooks. Uh, no, they, they shipped it with him. Yes. So it's like, might as well have just gotten the gift card and some chips. Yeah. Back to my back to my point, you know he he gets rid of Patricia, who's somehow an NFL head coach. He gets rid of Butler, Solder, you know, is out, and Garoppolo, right? All four of those people got criticized. You know, he he was criticized for letting him go because they thought of as good players. Butler had you know one of the best plays in Patriots history in the Super Bowl. Patricia, 
say what you want about the Patriots defense. I liked him over the years. I thought he was a smart guy. I thought he had some good seasons, to say mm-hmm. the least. Absolutely. Soldier was solid. Never had any problems with him. And, no. you know, I don't think anything hurt more than seeing Garoppolo get traded, but Tom Brady is 43 and... 43? How old is he? 42? 41. Just turned 41. 41. 41. Even better. Tom Brady's 41, and he's still the best quarterback in football. Perfectly right, 41. Those four guys, Patricia, Butler, Solder, Garoppolo. Let's just do a quick little recap of what happened in week one, starting with Solder. Solder got exposed by Jacksonville. Jacksonville just absolutely went off on, on him, on his team. Uh, it wasn't it wasn't a pretty day for Nate Solder. No, no, it was not. Who was he matched up against? Uh, I forget who the matchup was, but... I but mean, it wasn't a good one. <laughs> no, and for a guy you paid that much, as the Giants organization did, right. you expect a little more out of your left tackle. Yeah, you need a little bit more out of that guy. Moving on to Malcolm Butler. Didn't really have a bad game, but he did get... Cooked for, what, a 60-yard touchdown? Uh, I think it was 75. 75-yard 70, touchdown? He, he didn't play poorly. It was just that one play, but even so, you know. Yeah, he wasn't not, quite. Not something that you want from your, you know. Your big money corner. Your big money corner. Yeah, he wasn't, he wasn't quite extra crispy, but he was definitely a little more done than original recipe. Yeah. Garoppolo? Pains me to say it, but he lost a football game. People say he was out with, without McKinnon. He was without whatever the other guy's name is that no one really cares about because it's the 49ers. His defense is meh. But at the end of the day, Jimmy Garoppolo threw three interceptions. Three. Including, he had the ball. with He had, a, he had the chance to tie the game. He had the two-minute drill. And he threw up all over himself. Sure did. And saving the best for last of the four Patriot releases slash trades. What exactly did Patricia do this week? Can you just remind me? Well, he he, uh, embarrassed the capital letters all across the word by... Some like semi-pro football team I've never heard of. So wait, wait, what was what was what was the name of the team? The airplanes? It's like the airplanes or like the the Kamikazes. The, it could have been, yeah. No, 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 no wait, that, that was the Eminem album. album. Uh, the helicopters. The, the bi-wings, maybe the zeppelins. I don't know. The hot air balloons. Yeah, I think it was the hot air balloons. They wear uh, some pretty ugly green and white. Uniforms, oh, 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 oh. There is the a good... It was the Jets. That's who it was, the Jets. Wait, so I'm, I'm pretty sure... Like, have, how many Super Bowls did the Jets have again? Uh, Like one from, like, the 60s. So it doesn't it was really 19, count. It was, ni- it was 1969. It wasn't called the, uh, the Super Bowl. Gronk's favorite and number, it was, though. And it was before... Uh, that it was before that we put a man on the moon. The last time the Jets won the Super Bowl, 
the moon was untouched. And Houston did not have a problem. Sure didn't. Anyway, back to back to Patricia. Patricia got beat by the New York Hot Air Balloons. He didn't just get beat. Defensive mastermind Matthew Matt is it Matt Patricia? Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Just making sure because it sounds a little weird. Matt Patricia gets blown out by none other than rookie quarterback in his first game. Samuel Darnold. And, like, he's in a division with Aaron Rodgers. So if you can't handle Sam Darnold, I don't know. I don't have a hope. It might be the 0-16 Lions again. Uh, Truly a historic team, historic franchise. Detroit Lions, all-around stand-up team. Every time they come into Foxborough, I I just get scared. What What if they score a field goal? I, I wouldn't what be able if, to recover from what that. If, what if they what if they get a safety? Sometimes I lay Some awake. I lie stuff. awake at night. I lie awake at night thinking about the possibility that the Detroit Lions scored a drop kick, one point. Is that even legal anymore against against the New England Patriots? I haven't even seen it since Doug Flutie did it. Yeah, since Doug Flutie was the last guy to do it. Yep. And he nailed that thing. Oh, I love that. I love Doug Flutie. Oh, yeah. Fun fact, he's the only reason that Boston College is a relevant college in the current day. Pretty much. Pretty much. They were, like, the equivalent of Providence. Then he, you know, had his miracle. And then they just got flooded with applicants. And then they have not been good at football since. Nope, Even never, never. Yeah. I always forget that you went to BC. He sure did. Sure did. Anyway, Patricia gets blown out by the Jets. By Fireman Ed. Did you see him at the game cheering like the Jets won the Super Bowl? I did, because that pretty much was their Super Bowl. That is the Jets' Super Bowl. They won in week one. I mean, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but the Jets could have been on pace for, like, four wins this year, and that would be amazing. That's a hot take. I don't know hot. if I'm ready for that hot that hot of a take. It's a difficult one to swallow. Speaking of all things hot, Christopher Sale, a.k.a. Sailboat has returned to Major League Baseball. About the Red Sox, were, the Red Sox were too good for about two months. And the commissioner had to had to you know send him a little text. And this is a well-known conspiracy. He, 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 he texted out his court. He was like, hey, either you guys stop winning baseball games, or I'm going to have to fix them, and I'm going to have to find you. And that is why. As we've previously discussed, the 2019 Reds. Wait, was that episode two that we talked about how bad the schedule is? Uh, no, that was the first one. Oh, good, good, good. That was episode one. We got, we have that. Right. That's 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 out there, and that's why the page, the uh, Red Sox have such a terrible season 
have such a terrible schedule next season. Brutal. Excuse me. Brutal. Loving game road trip to start the season. Anyway, that was the last episode. Chris Dale goes on the DL to make sure that the Red Sox don't get too good at baseball because we can't have anyone catching the 0-1 Mariners. But now he's back. Can you he read me his... Is back. Would you like me to read his stats from his first day back? Go ahead. One hit. Two strikeouts. Zero runs. Now, that may only be in one inning. But if you project that out over nine games, I mean nine innings, that's 18 strikeouts and nine scoreless innings. Sure is. Now, I'm not saying that this was the greatest pitching performance of all time. But Kurt Schilling's bloody sock is getting a little nervous. Yeah, I... I would if I was that sock. Yeah. I'd be terrified. I'd be quaking in my boots. Or cleats, rather. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, Red Sox, what's the score in that game? We're recording uh, on, on the 11th. I know so, it was 0-0 last I checked. I have some bad news. The Red Sox are losing 2 nothing to the Toronto Blue Jays. Well, I mean, you don't want to clinch like, Look, too early. It's, it's, it's against the competitive nature of baseball to clinch too early. Right. You don't want to, like, make the Yankees really crap the bed by, like, putting the pressure on them to clinch a playoff spot now. So you kind of got to kind of gotta let up every now and then. Right. That makes sense. Although they still could clinch if Seattle and I want to say Tampa lose tonight. Oh, they can clinch today. They will clinch today if they win. Clinch or division or clinch just playoffs. Playoffs. Oh, oh, wait, wait! Something just came up. Oh boy! If the Red Sox lose tonight, the Baltimore Orioles. Will only be 55 and a half games back. Don't call it a comeback. Now, I'm not saying that I'm over here sweating, but I'm, I'm looking over my shoulder and I see that big, ugly ballpark down in Baltimore. And I'm, I'm getting a little queasy. <sighs> it's, uh, it's a little, uh, a little worrisome. Just a little bit. I mean, I don't want to get, like, too far ahead of myself, but don't call it a comeback. Thinking about 78 and 2011, and I wouldn't put it past them. The Orioles could do it. Too soon? Too soon? Never too soon. What is the problem for the Red Sox, in in all seriousness and, and, and no jokes aside, the Red Sox bullpen? We got it. We have to talk. We just have to talk about it. Yeah, I mean, Kimbrel's kind of gotten back to form lately, which is nice. No more home run every first batter. Yeah, that's not uh, something you typically want in your closer. You kind of need more than just your closer to be able to, like, 
take the call when you're down 2-1 in the 7th of an elimination game in October. And trust that person to not blow who is that, that lead person? wide open. Who, who is that person? Just tell me. Tell me who on the Red Sox you trust in that position. Alex Cora, that's it. Oh, yeah. Put him out there on the mound. It's the only way it's happening. What about Rosny Castillo? I could see Rosny throwing a couple innings. I mean, he's the greatest AAA player of all time. Absolutely. Oh, and I know we talked about it last week, which the poor listeners don't get to hear. But oh. he could he could be on the playoff roster. He just had to be in the organization by September call-ups, which he is. So we're good. Hey, he can actually be on the October roster? Mm-hmm. So we just need, like, five people to get hurt. And it's Ruz- and then it's Rusnay season. Yeah, you need, like, Nunez to get hurt, Devers to just get benched. Uh, Phillips to... I'm, I'm okay with both of those know. things. Oh, uh, yes. Let's talk about Brandon Phillips. Brandon, Brandon Phillips. That dude BP. What a guy. First plate appearance with the soccer... Or not first plate appearance. First game. Nice uh, ninth inning homer to take the lead. In a big game. In a big game. Big game. Against a likely playoff team. I crunched the numbers on it last week, and uh, it's a pretty good sign. Yeah, I mean, I don't think the numbers have changed. I'm pretty sure a a go-ahead home run in your first MLB game is still a good thing. Well, MLB game with the Red Sox. And first game in, like, a year that the dude had played in. Oh, yeah, well... Do you want him on the October roster? I kind of do. If it comes down to him or Drew Pomerantz, I think I've made my decision. Yeah, I'm telling Drew Pomerantz to go play some mini golf. Drew Pomerantz might be my least favorite Red Sox. Except Pablo Sandoval. Does he still count as a Red Sox because he's on the payroll? Uh, I hate dead money. And that's not as much, not as, much as the Mets. Time. Not as much as the Mets do. That is true. Don't they have like years the left on paying some guy? Yeah, they they just pay this dude who hasn't been in the organization for like fifteen years, ten million dollars every year. I forget uh, his name. I forget his name. God bless the Mets. My uncle is, is the Jets of baseball. Yeah, my uncle is a beat reporter for the New York Post, and he covers the Mets. And uh, you know, it's a it's a struggle, but they'll be good. Yeah, I can see how that would be a little bit demoralizing. It's a little demoralizing. I don't even think he was a Mets fan before he like wrote about them. I think he was a Yankees fan. Yeah. So. I think I'd rather be a Mets fan than a Yankees fan, to be honest. At least, at least I'd have my moral integrity. Yeah, and not as many people would hate you. Yeah, and you'd smell less like a rat. Yeah. And sewers. And you wouldn't be hung up on your twenty-something rings that you got. 
and fake long, hot dogs. Long time ago. In a galaxy far away. You wanna talk Celtics? Let's talk Celtics. Let's talk Celtics. It's about one month to the regular season starting. Celtics are thirty five days exactly. Thirty five days? I believe that is the correct number. It's about a month. Till we play rookie of the year candidate Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons might be is not just he's not just a candidate for rookie of the year. He's the favorite. That's true. <sighs> Longest rookie season of all time. I just I just feel like it needs to be said that footage came out today of Ben Simmons attempting a three pointer. He doesn't he, he he attempted one. I just, I just need that to be out there. Still a coward. I just How do you only score one point in a playoff game? I just think it's so bizarre that there's a genuine chance that me, you, Tony, Mike, and Oliver are all probably better three-point shooters than Ben Simmons. Yeah, that's uh, it's very much a confusing high probability. Process. I mean, it's a little confusing, but I feel like it's extremely probable that that is the case. And, like, Ben Simmons could probably make me look like Steph Curry. It's understandable. I just feel like that's how it would be, like, in a three-point shooting contest. I wouldn't even want to warm up just to give the guy a chance. Anyways, enough about that loser in Philly. Let's talk about the winners in Boston. Al Horford. Can we talk about Al Horford, please? We can absolutely talk about Al Horford. All right. So this got deleted from the last podcast. But my good friend Oliver seems to think that Al Horford is not a good basketball player. He seems to think that DeMarcus Cousins is the better player. I would just like to point out that about a week after me and Oliver had a lengthy discussion about why Al Horford is probably the best player to ever play center ever for in all of basketball history, TPR posted an article about how DeMarcus Cousins is not a top 25 player in the NBA. And that Al Horford is definitely better. Now, I'm not saying that I am TPR. But there's no one on this planet who has seen both of us in the same room. That is true. I can vouch for that. Al Horford is pretty much... Exactly what Boston needs. Veteran presence. Shoots the three. Makes his free throws, although they're ugly. He's a good rim defender. He can really defend pretty much. Defended Giannis, Embiid, Tristan Thompson. You name it, we'll cover it. He has a decent mid-range. Good post-game. What else do I have to say about the guy? He's just good. Think that, you think that's it? Is there is there anything else to say? His name's Al. Like, what else do you want from a guy named Al? Playoff Al, Mr. Fantastic. Play. I mean, like... Big Al. He plays winning basketball. 
That's true. DeMarcus Cousins can never say that he does that. And he's no. on the Warriors. Yeah. He gets a technical almost once a week. That's not winning basketball. Sorry. Yeah, it is not. Sorry. Try again next year, DeMarcus. But actually try. Like, don't just coast on the backs of Steph, KD, and uh, Clay. It'll be interesting to see what happens after this year with him. For sure. I don't think he'll re-sign with them. I think he'll no. probably go to either L.A. or maybe the Nuggets. Or I could see the Magic, actually, making a play for him. Ooh, that would be interesting. I kind of would like to see that. Yeah. You know what I would not like to see? What's that? Anything else about Jabari Bird? Nope. Don't want to see that. If he did it, then cut him. The, the Celtics have not cut him yet, right? Right, because it's all still alleged. It's still alleged. So I'm not going to indict the man before he does anything. But if what is that, what has been said is true, and I don't want to spread allegations, but criminal conduct on the behalf of, behalf of Jabari Bird is, is being alleged. If what he's accused of is true, now I hope he goes to jail for a really long time. Yeah, good riddance. Don't understand. I wanted him on the team. I was happy that he got his contract. I like the kid. I thought I think. he's like, he had potential to be the greatest bird to ever play in the city of Boston. That is very true. And then he is potentially kind of just throwing that all away. Threw it all away. Sad to see. Very sad. Not something I like reporting or talking about. No. So thankfully, it doesn't happen too off too often in Boston. I think right. the last one was Hernandez, probably. Yeah. Yeah. We don't talk about that. Sorry, I didn't mean to do that. I mean, you you just look at it. I'd, and you're like, I'd, there's plenty of talent there, and then like. What the hell? There's some DMs. DMs. This one coming in from... Where'd it go? Coming in from Rake Joss. Who's primed for a breakout season in 2019? Didn't say sport. Uh, right. Uh, football, basketball, baseball. Do one of each. All right, football breakout season. Not just Boston, just in general. General. Let's see, football breakout season. Uh, I'm gonna stay away from rookies. Yep, no rookies. No rookies, no rookies. alive. Um, I think. It could be. I really think it could be Deshaun Watson's year. Interesting take. Interesting take. My football breakout. Probably have to go. 
Does Ryan Fitzpatrick count? I feel like he's just doing his Ryan, Ryan Fitzpatrick thing. Yeah, he's just doing the Ryan Fitzpatrick. Like, he's pulled this season. on so many teams that it's not even funny anymore. It's just sad because, like, you know the Bucks are going to completely buy into him. And then yeah. next year, you're just going to not, yeah. not do it again. I mean, I'll say Garoppolo just because. It's hard to have more of a breakout year than he did last year, but I think he'll prove himself. Probably go nine and seven. Have some good moments. Throw for four hundred yards, at least once. Yeah, I can see it. Baseball breakout player for the playoffs. We'll say for the playoffs. Who's going to break out in the playoffs and have a monster October? Chris Sale. That is David Price. David Price. Ooh, both of them have that monkey on their backs. Time for Dave. Well, sales been to one postseason. Uh, I'm not going to discredit him yet. True. David Price, on the other hand, has been to plenty of postseasons. And he's been terrible plenty of times. I think this is the year that he finally shakes it. He's looked good. Pretty dominant. Best pitcher in baseball since June. Since July 12th. In terms of ERA, WHIP, and I think WAR is also in there. Pitches before. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, I think you're right. I think it's going to be David Price. Good call. Might be David Price. Basketball. Ah. <sighs> uh. No rookies, no rookies. So you no can't rookies. say Ben. No Ben. No Ben Simmons. No Ben Simmons, of course. Um, I'm trying to think of like who I really thought kind of underperformed last year, but could really break it open. Christopher Dunn. Ooh. Uh, for those of you that don't know, I am a fan of the Providence Friars. I loved him in college. I still love him on the on the Bulls. I think he's going to average Rondo numbers with a couple more points and a couple less assists. So maybe 15, 7, and like 4. I don't know if you call that a breakout year, but... I, I see where you're coming from. And, uh... You kind of kind of got me into the right frame of mind. I think you got the right team. I think you got the wrong player. What are you going to say? Jabari Parker. Jabari Parker. True breakout year for him. He's finally back where he should be in the city of Chicago. How old is he? Oh, boy. He's in his mid-20s. I know that. He's just one of those guys who you think is 35, but he's not. Right. Well, cause especially he's, with all the he's injuries. He's 23. Like, oh. He's 23 years old. Yeah, he's younger than me, so. I How think, does that work? I think this could be it. I think this could be his year. I genuinely don't see him as, as a young player. No. Probably because of the injury. The he's injury. only been in the league for four years. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. 
I mean, was the, he, one, was he the one and done the, does that to you, I guess. He, he was the second pick of the 2014 class. He went to Duke. Yeah, we all know that. Yeah, let's see. Step up his defense. I could see, I could see that. I think that was like Chris Dunn and Jabari Parker with Laurie Markinen. That's really going to start pushing Chicago in the direction they need to go. Yeah, yeah. I'm hopeful towards Chicago's future. I hope they can get back to a winning place again. He's a guy that's LeBron's size in a conference that now is without LeBron. So if he really can stay healthy and put everything together, I think this is his year. Yeah. All right, let's just do one more DM because we're starting to run a little long. From Kareem, he says, how do you think Hayward's return will impact the Celtics' rotation? Honestly, I'm not too concerned. Um, you're going to have to see a smaller starting five than you're used to. Aaron Baines is going to be coming off the bench. Baines Rogier will be coming off the bench getting less minutes. What I think is important, and I – fully trust in Brad Stevens to do this the right way is that you get Tatum and Brown enough touches where they can still improve. But I don't really want the ball in their hands all the time. The way we had it last year, I'm okay with Kyrie and Hayward dominating usage and using Al Horford to space the floor and then maybe put Jalen at the two. Yeah. You're pretty much playing with a ball handler in Kyrie, three small forwards in Hayward, Tatum, and Brown, and then Al Harford. And I actually like that starting five. And obviously, it's going to be teams where you're going to have to go with something bigger. For example, when you play against Philly, you're going to have to go with Aaron Baines in your starting five. Right. So I think there's. I don't think there's a negative way for Hayward's return to impact the rotation lineup because you can now switch between starting Baines and Horford without worrying about offensive production right. dropping off so much, which means you can also get Horford additional nights off, additional rest. So he's And he's, he's getting old. People, people don't realize that. He's, but he, he's, he's getting up there. He's getting so up there. It's time where you kind of look at Al and you're like, all right, you've been playing some great basketball for us. We want to get you a break. Um, take the night off against the Knicks or whatever. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's that's a good way. I, I think the, the most important thing to take away from that is that there's no bad way for him. I, I just the rotation. genuinely don't see a bad coming I, out. Yeah. It's it, it's I don't I don't see it as an Oklahoma City situation where you just have too many guys on the ball, right? And it just gets clogged. It's it, it's not that that kind of environment, especially in Boston. Unselfish team, unselfish players. Plus the rapport between Hayward and Stevens. He uh, already yeah. knows so much of the offense. So Stevens has been Stevens has run the exact same offense. Since he was coaching AAU. A lot of people don't realize that. Consistency is key. 
and no one has figured out the best way to deal with it. Banner 18 coming at you live. Coming at you soon. This year, next year, the Warriors aren't going to be able to survive for more than three more years. They're just going to get imploded by cap. LeBron will be too old. Tatum and Brown will be the next. I don't even know. It's going to be something brand new. Horford will unfortunately no longer be as productive. But I think that if they can use one of their high... Because they, they have the 7th and 10th pick projected for the 2019 year. Take one of those guys, get a big, I don't know who yet, maybe the guy out of LSU, maybe the guy out of Mrs. Uh, Kansas, I forget his name, but they're going to be right in that conversation. You take one of them, you groom them, you grow them, and you contend for some championships. They're almost oh, yeah. there. They're almost there. We've waited, we've waited 10 years. I would love to see the Celtics get to 20. By 2025. Yeah, by 2025, they'll be at 20. 20 range. And I'm going to be so happy. Yeah. And hopefully I'll have checked off the... uh, The four sports parade. Yeah. For each team by then. That'd be great. That would be good. All right. We're running out of time here. It's been 45 minutes. This is episode two and a half. My name is Matt. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Matt Persources. This is Dan. You can find him at Coach Persources, Instagram and Twitter. Follow the pod, Game Time Breakdown, on all our social media. We still have to make a Twitter, by the way. We do. We'll get on remind, that. Remind, yeah, we'll, we'll get on that. Um, tune in for episode three next week. We'll see, see you guys then. See ya.